You're listening to The Rockcast, a podcast of The Rock Student Ministry. If you would like to know more about The Rock, check out therocksm.org. This is episode one, Our Bodies. Well, welcome to The Rockcast, which you just heard is a podcast of The Rock Student Ministry where we simply have conversations on life, culture, and scripture. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I'm Michael. Man, guys, the pod is back on... It's been a while. It's been a while. And this is like, man, two new members of the podcast. I don't have a song for that part, but it's been a while. Michael. Please stop singing. Okay. So uh, just a brief introduction. So maybe you are new in the rock or you found this because last time we checked our stats, we got people in like Yugoslavia listening to this thing, which is super weird. I don't know that they're... Okay. Anyway, so I'm Andrew, student pastor at Rootville Road. Uh, we'll just go around in a circle real quick. I'm Garrett. I'm the recreation director and the college director at Rufo Road. And, of course, I'm Michael again, and I deal with the children in the firehouse. Awesome. This is awesome. So let's just jump into a question, uh, maybe just a segment called Shoot It, where we just shoot the breeze with each other. So what's new in life? What's going on? Um, maybe some of them don't know who you are or hadn't caught up with you in a long time. So uh, tell us something new that's going on. Uh, well, uh, just transitioned into a new role at the church as college director, so that's been a new season of life. And man, just celebrated a year of being married as well this month. So, um, so yeah, that's that's cool, big deal. Man, a whole year. I couldn't year. believe Brittany did it. I mean, like there was a whole bunch of bets on the side that was like, look, I just don't know. But she made it to the wedding day, and uh, heck yeah, that's awesome. Somehow talked her into staying around for at least a year. So we're going to head towards two, and hope it goes well. See what happens. <laughs> You know, I mean, in my life, you know, things are crazy. You know, I've been I've been married a couple more days than a year now, so um, <laughs> just a few, just a few, and uh, with three kids, it's uh, life is never boring. And so, with a s- junior in college and a s- senior in high school and a sixth grader, brand spanking in middle school, it is never a dull moment in my house. Two dogs, two cats. I have a new cat. I guess that is new that I have a new cat <laughs> that uh, somebody decided to leave in the back part behind my house. That was kind. And, and uh, yeah, she was a baby and uh, her name is Tigress and she's like a calico cat. And I, She came with that name or you gave her that no, name? No, we gave her that name. Okay. I thought, man, that's pretty cool. She just walked up and said, hey, I'm Tigress. How's it going, guys? in her side. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's exactly. <laughs> that's purring. awesome. So, yeah, no, I'm not sure if it was awesome or not. But anyway, so that's where we're at in life with a. Uh, well, cool. Yeah, I've got a new baby, so that's pretty neat. Uh, she's eight weeks old, Jude Caroline Tony. Eight weeks today. I don't know when this pod is going to drop, but uh, we'll find out. Um, so if you hadn't met her, maybe you'll get to meet her. We've been making our way back into church, uh, Lakin and Jude has. So it's been pretty cool. Uh, so Michael's got three kids. I've got one kid, and then Garrett's got one on the way. So uh, No, nah, yep. I'm just kidding. Just a dog. Just a and you dog. Showed the, and you brought the baby to just church Sunday. I it know. was so sweet. Showed her off to the I whole know. church. Oohs and ahs all over the place. You know, that was unplanned, too. Bryant texted me in service and was like, hey, you didn't give me a heads up. Come down at the end of service, and we'll present her. And I'm like, oh, I wish I'd have wore different shoes, <laughs> but okay. So as we we're talking, uh, let's talk about this new season. This is this is serious. This is new season right now. New season of weather. Man, it's fall. Finally. What, what is your favorite season in the year? Mine is fall. That's why I'm talking about it. Mine is probably fall, just because like I'm by this point I'm tired of the heat. 
I'm ready for it to cool off, and so I look forward to fall the most. But like actually in the season, like I think spring is probably it, spring or summer, because um, of the things you do during yeah, that time. Yeah, the the events in the summer are cool, just because like it's always warm. You can do a lot of stuff outside. Uh, but I don't know, man. Like fall is what I look forward to the most, just because of I'm tired of the heat, <laughs> tired of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just a weirdo because I hate the fall and the spring because of allergies. Ooh, I so I am much. Totally. I'm a winter man. I was I I'm cold. The colder, the better. Now, the older I get, that might change. But right now, I I definitely dig the cold. And if we can get some snow in the process, you know, which uh, doesn't happen very often, it would be really nice to get some snow. But. Yeah, the fall is certainly my favorite because I can wear pants and long sleeves, and nobody says differently. I can drink hot coffee at any time of the day, and it's totally appropriate. Uh, and like, I love the colors of fall of all that stuff, but I love winter, except I'm super cold. I don't like it when it gets below 40. That's when it's a problem. If we could have the ideal weather, it would be 40 to 60 degrees all day long. I agree. So not bad. Every season has like its events. So like, I look forward to like, man, winter, like it's not my favorite. I mean, it's some good deer hunting in that season. And then there's some good skiing in that season. That's two of my favorite hobbies. So it's like, I can't this fall or this winter because I enjoy those things. Have you ever done those things at the same time? Deer hunting? (laughs) On skis? No, but that would be an extreme sport. Maybe that should be introduced to the Olympics next Winter Olympics. What, next year? Uh, I think Michael has a contact at the Olympics. Maybe you should give him a call and sure, see if absolutely. we can get that. Sure, absolutely. I'll call them in just a few minutes and, and see what we can make happen. I'll be happen. the inaugural athlete. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, any uh, shout-outs or anything you guys want to say that's going on in your ministries or anything you just want to bring up before we jump into our topic for the day? I don't know, man. Uh, just enjoying 831. Uh, Shout-out to the college students. And uh, to the soccer and flag football players right now. I know. I hear I hear them from the house every Saturday morning. It's great, you know. The whistle's blowing and the kids screaming and, good job, yeah. You ought to, co- to come check it out. I know. Uh, I, I was gone last weekend on a mini vacation, so I'm planning on coming uh, Saturday. But anyway, There will no. not be any guilt tripping on this podcast, yeah, Garrett. No, I, no, okay. I'll just, I was like, going to gift he, you with a referee jersey and a whistle. <laughs> And I was going to give that to you, so you know, guilty. You know, that's that's okay. I mean, that's all right. So, um, yeah, I can I can definitely I can definitely come and do that. So, so uh, let's talk about our topic for the day. Um, we did a over the summer. We spent time talking about what it means to be a follower of Christ in this world. It was really built off a book called Counterculture, and so it's a book that David Platt wrote. And and basically in that book, he talks about a couple different things that are really difficult it seems, as Christians, almost that it bumps up against society. And so there's many things that the Bible teaches that are against the grain of culture, meaning we believe something totally different. Uh, These things aren't necessarily bad, but most of them, and really all of them, are good if we do it in the Lord's way, Uh, really the way that God has intended it to be, the way um, that we cannot just survive in this life, but we can actually, actually thrive. Yeah. So as we went through that series, uh, we asked students to submit questions to to uh, anonymous uh, questionnaire thing um, to where we could do a Q&A at the end of each service. But unfortunately, time didn't permit for us to answer those fully and completely. And so, like, Andrew, why don't you read off some of these questions that students asked? Like, we're not going to answer these all specifically on the podcast today, but we want you to know the basis that we built this around so that um, we want these, these uh, points that we bring up today to answer those questions, just not directly. Um, so, Andrew, read those off for us. Yeah, I'm going to hit them really quick. And maybe you even hear your own question, and maybe you still have the question. 
Um, here it goes. I'm a homosexual, but I also believe in trusting God. Is that wrong? What advice would you give someone that struggles with same-sex attraction? I'm unsure of my sexuality. Will I be hated for it? Is having feelings for the same gender wrong? And where does it say that in the Bible? Is it bad to excuse or strongly dislike people who do same-gender dating? Is it bad to be friends with homosexuals? Is it okay to support homosexuals but not be one? Can I support gay people? If we're all created in God's image and people know it, why do they still defy that and go against it? How can I approach homosexual, a homosexual person that I might want to lead to the Lord? If I've already had sex before marriage, is there a way to reverse that? Can people with homosexual attraction eventually find happiness in a straight relationship? How do I talk to a homosexual that I'm trying to lead to God, though I know they won't change their sexuality? Is it bad to do sexual things but not have sex before marriage? And if someone uh, you like is the same gender as you, what do you do? Or what if someone who is the same gender likes you? What can I do if I refuse... Uh, if they refuse to change their sexuality. Now, some of those didn't exactly have to do with homosexuality, but we're going to talk about maybe some of them next week as we jump into our next topic. But a lot of those are uh, where we're where we're headed. So um, today's topic is homosexuality. Um, it's a hot topic, but we, we we're not trying to cause division, but we just want to bring clarity to to what God has to say in His Word. Um, and to be honest, like we're not gonna we're not gonna advocate on this podcast um, necessarily here's God's stance on it. Here's what the scriptures say, because we've already made that really clear. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know that what we want today to be about is really practical and helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah. We, we know that everyone in culture today is going to deal with, with this in some way, whether you're maybe struggling with the temptation of, of living a homosexual lifestyle, or maybe you're living uh, in a situation where you have a homosexual friend that you're trying to uh, know how to deal with that, or just homosexual peers, or you just see it all over social media and in our culture, and you don't know how to like process that and how to deal with that. And so we just want to um, give practical advice rooted in Scripture, rooted in what God says and what God has for us um, to help you guys deal with that, because um, like it's it's inevitable. We're going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. We're going to be faced with it in today's culture. Yeah, sometimes with uh, us, us old people, we unfortunately paint the homosexuality as, you know, the worst sin known to man. Mm-hmm. And it makes it, it makes it really difficult for a teenager who sees, you know, the theme of homosexuality, which is love, and then they try to con- relate it back to the Bible and like, mm-hmm. okay, there's... You know, there's this clash of cultures, and that's kind of what we want to talk about today. We want we want to we want to be very practical. You know, again, I, I'm here as the old guy, but and I I get strong it. Strong 34. Yeah, I wish I was 34. Um, but but I mean, it there there is there is a yes. We we believe that homosexuality is is, is a sin. I mean, there's there's no that's the, what the word says. But but there, you know, there's homosexuality is no no worse or than any other sin. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. you know, if it's in the sight of God, it's sin. All you know, are mur- murder, lying, stealing, cheating, they're all sin, uh, you know, that, mm-hmm. that would cause somebody to uh, spend apart, uh, eternity apart from Jesus. So, I mean, it's, that's, you know, we want to mm-hmm. be practical, as, as you said, and trying to help people understand, you know, how to deal with, how to witness to people and how to, you know, deal with, with people that, 
as Karen said, I mean, we're, if you haven't Absolutely. run across somebody mm-hmm. yet, you will at some point mm-hmm. in the very near future yeah. that's struggling with it or is, or is practicing it right now. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's perfect. So basically our message today is to two people. Somebody who struggles with homosexuality, same-sex attraction, this, 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 all, all of this in one. Not sure, uh, was I born this way? Just this whole culture of, this is you. I, I don't know what to do about it. I know that it's wrong, or I have questions about it. So it's to the person who struggles with it. But then we also want to talk to you who want to be helpful. You realize as a follower of Christ that it's wrong, and maybe you've got friends, maybe you've got family, maybe you know, you, you know of strangers that that are struggling with this and you actually want to help you don't want to go in cause a fight cause an uproar but you actually truly want to be helpful so we're going to talk to those two people today um and so we hope that you find this uh we hope that you find it helpful so let's jump into the struggler yeah so first uh the person that struggles with this lifestyle man like we need to know that god did not mess up when he when he made you like, man, God, in the beginning of all time, in, in Genesis uh, 1, we see him start to create the world. Man, and then he it says that he made us and made you in his image. And, like, for us to say that we are different than how God has created us is to say that he has made mistakes. And we know that God does not make mistakes. If he made mistakes, then he would not be God. So for us to live outside of the way that God has created things, the intention and the design of God is to discredit who God is, and he is perfect. Um, So that's the first thing we need to know is that, man, God made you in his image, and he didn't mess up. Yeah, (laughs) which is really hard to believe sometimes Um, because these things are heart things. Not only are they hard things, that's that's no doubt. They are hard things. They're hard topics. Um, but they're heart things, you know. When we, when you struggle with this, it's not like a oh, I'll just, I'll just put a bandaid on my bleeding cut and it'll stop bleeding, or I want the light to turn off, so I'm gonna turn the switch. It's not that kind of thing. Um, we know that it's an actual, an actual struggle. But hey, look, the first thing we know is God has has made us in His His image. Uh, what else we got, Mike? You know, I mean, I was I was reminded of a passage here in James chapter one where it tells and. Um, it says in verse 12, it said, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, mm-hmm. he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. It says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own personal desire. The desire when it is conceived gives birth to sin, and sin when it is fully grown brings forth death. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I, I, that's, that's one of those things, again, as I said earlier, I mean, we, it's, it's sin is sin. And that's, and, th- and that passage right there, I think is as very helpful for us to understand that, you know, God, God had, God had a plan for us in the beginning, as you said, he, I mean, mm-hmm. we were created in his image. That's what we tell the kids in children's worship about all the time, that we're the Imago, we're the Imago Dei and made in his image. And, and he had a plan for us. Mm-hmm. And, Satan has distorted God's plan. So yeah, so we see like in those verses, man, like it is. We are all tempted with sin. So to the one who struggles with homosexual temptation, man, you struggle with temptation just like every single other person does. But what James teaches us there in James chapter one is we have to fight that. Man, we have to wake up every day and choose to fight that temptation, or it will breed ultimately death in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so just like uh, for someone that struggles with lying or someone that struggles with lust or someone who struggles with with a variety of sins, 
man, like they have to fight that every day or that temptation that you have will breed death, will breed sin and will ultimately breed death. Mm-hmm. We got It says there that Jesus was tempted, but Jesus fought that temptation. Jesus didn't fall into that temptation. No, he fought against it. He used scripture and, and the word of his father to fight that. So we have to do the same thing. We have to fight this and use scripture to overcome it or it will overcome us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the questions that we read earlier was, I'm a homosexual, can I still glorify God? Um, I'm a homosexual, can I still glorify God? Uh, the truth is this, that you have a purpose. We said that earlier, um, to glorify God. That's exactly why we were made. He made us in His image to be image bearers. And we are to image Him. And the way that we image Him, we say, this is what God is for. This is who God is. This is what He's about. But here's the point. He made us for a specific purpose. Right? He made us for a purpose to glorify Him. And so to go against His way of doing things, to go against His way of creating us, is is to do the very opposite of glorify God. It's actually us saying the same thing as Adam and Eve, saying, look, I I think I know a better way. Something else is more enticing than the way that you have done it. Yeah, and and remember, like, we've got to remember that God loves us and cares for us and has created us in a way where we can experience Him in the greatest way. And so to buck that means we're missing out on what He has in store for us. So we got to trust Him and know that He's created in such a way to experience Him and to glorify Him in the greatest way. And for us to go against that, takes it, it hurts us. It takes away from how we can enjoy life and enjoy God. Yeah, so here's where we're at. God didn't mess up um, when he made you. He made you for a purpose. He made you in the right way. He didn't, he didn't miss anything. He, did, he didn't mess up. But there's hope, though. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's ultimately there is hope um, that, you know, what, what your past has been doesn't have to define who you are. Um, at, at any point, you can, you mm-hmm. can say... You know, we we too we too many times we let society dictate the label that we have, um, and and I love I love the song that uh, Matthew West sings, "Hello, my name is," and and he goes, I remember the in the first verse he goes, he loves my name is regret, and he goes through all these things and labels that people give us, but ultimately, if we're believers in Jesus, we're a child of His, mm-hmm. and so that you know that's that's the that's the label. That that we as as image bearers, as you said, mm-hmm. should should want to carry. So our past doesn't have to uh, define us. Are your future uh, for your future? But God loves you and wants to forgive you. I mean, uh, that's that that is the story from the beginning in Genesis all the way to the end. I mean, God ultimately wants to have a relationship with you. That's what He set up in the Garden of Eden with Adam mm-hmm. with Adam and Eve. He want He wanted that one on one personal relationship with you. And that's why ultimately he ended up because of Adam and Eve's fall in the garden. He sent Jesus to uh, to come and uh, and to die for us is because he wants that personal relationship with us, and and he wants better for you. He has, mm-hmm. you know, Adam and Eve thought they had a good plan, but ultimately their plan wasn't good at all. Mm-hmm. But but God has a much much better plan, much greater than anything that we can ever mm-hmm. comprehend and. You know, I mean, I've, I've been I've been alive for 44 years now. Uh, I wish that it was 34, but I, I can tell I can tell you with certainty that there have been numerous times where, you know, I thought mm-hmm. I had a good plan together, but God's like, ha, watch this, and and He always has something better if we're willing to, mm-hmm. you know, confess our sins or commit to do it His way in obedience, and so yeah, just submission. If we're willing to submit to Him, then yeah, absolutely. To submit to Him, though, is to say no to things we want. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, 
you know, that's that James 1 passage that you read. We have these desires in our heart. Um, Eve stood and listened to the serpent, and she saw that that fruit was more delicious. It looked it looked way more beautiful than the other fruit in the garden. Um, it's going to take us saying, look, I don't care what I feel like. I know that God's Word is true. We talk about this like principle in some of the workshops that we do called text over framework. Framework is what we've built up in our own heads in the from from our upbringing or our surroundings. It's taking us to say, look, I don't care what I feel like. I don't care what I think. God's word rules. Um, and this is one of those things. Um, culture is going to tell you that it's okay and you can feel the way you want to feel. Um, but, but God has defined it um, for the best reasons. And look, marriage is hard. <laughs> marriage between a man and a woman is hard. Um, but it's the right way. And you will never find, you will never find um, true contentment. You will never find hope um, in in something that's against God's design. Yeah, that's right. So to sum up the struggler, um, we we talked about how if you are struggling with a sin, man, you need to you need to kill it, get rid of it, and experience God in the greatest way because sin is is what put a gap between us and God. So um, if anything, man, we're trying to kill sin to to grow with God, to to glorify Him in the greatest way, and then but not to get caught up in your sin enough to know that there's not hope or the, know that there is hope. Man, there's hope in your sin, and God will forgive you. So then secondly, we want to talk about uh, the helper. So if you're in a situation, you're like, no, I don't struggle with this sin, uh, but I definitely struggle with other sins. How can I help someone in uh, the struggles with the temptation of homosexuality? How can I help them to experience Christ in a greater way, to walk with him in a greater way, to help them recognize their sin, but to show them grace and mercy. So, um, yeah, so what, what's a few things we can do to help the helper? <laughs> so, I mean, you can you can sympathize with the sinner. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, their struggles are no different than yours. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, Andrew struggles with certain things. Mm-hmm. Garrett struggles with certain, certain things. Your parents struggle. Certain, Pastor Stephen, I mean, we all struggle with certain sins. And so, and, and, and realize, you know, help, help them struggle, you know, sympathize with that and pursue them in a way that shows that you struggle with sin, but you have to fight it and not give in, and it is worth it. You know, help hold that person accountable mm-hmm. for, for that. You know, walk alongside of them, you know, because sometimes, sometimes the problem we have, I know that I have, is sometimes when I'm dealing with sin, I, I, I want to I mm-hmm. hide in the dark. And, and I, I, you know, and I think that's the worst possible thing for, any, for anybody that's dealing with a sin and so for you to come along, if you know you got a friend that's struggling with it, man, come along and sympathize with that sin that they're struggling with. And don't, listen, again, from an old person standpoint, I'm just, I'm just going to be real honest. Um, every, every culture or every uh, generation has had their sin. You know, as, as you know, back in the 60s, it was TV and, you know, then it was music. And then now and now this generation is dealing. This has become their sin where, unfortunately, as us old people, sometimes we want to we just want to condemn, 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 condemn. And like this is the only sin that has ever been committed known to man. Mm-hmm. But the but that's the that's the last thing that you need to do when you got a friend that's struggling with it. You, you need to come alongside of them and give them God's truth. And provide them grace and kindness with the words that you say. They they don't they in that moment don't need to hear, you know, condemnation, condemnation, condemnation. They they need to know that they need to know that somebody cares for them and that and show them that grace and kindness that Jesus spoke into so many people and lives uh, throughout the New mm-hmm. Testament. 
Yeah, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is talking to his disciples. And in, in chapter 7, verse 3, he says, Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Mm-hmm. And Jesus is trying to put in perspective, like, for you to be able to call out other people's sins, you need to be able to see the sin in your own life as well. So for you to be able to go to someone that is a homosexual and, and tell them about their sin, man, you've got to know that you are a sinner as well. You've got to be able to to be transparent with them and like show them, man, like, look, I struggle with things too. Maybe I don't struggle with homosexuality, but, man, I've got to wake up every single day and and kill X, Y, or Z. Be ready to fight X, Y, or Z. So, like, man, let's do this together. You're not in a fight alone because we're both sinners and we're both fighting this. So let's be in this together. Let's strive uh, for um, for this together. So that's helpful. to Like, once you're self-aware of your own sins, then like, we can help other people recognize their sins. Mm-hmm. This one, this second part goes right along with it, which is, uh, provide friendship. Um, we all know what it's like to be alone, and and when you're struggling with sin or when you're struggling with life in general, uh, it's really easy to feel like you're backed into a corner by yourself, regardless of what it is. Um, but but here's one truth that like we often forget, and a lot of times Christians get beamed for just being a bunch of people who hate the things that they don't believe. Uh, we hate other people because they believe this or don't believe this or whatever. Um, but but. One thing that helps us in this is to actually have a friendship with someone. The truth is that you cannot speak into someone's life effectively unless you have a friendship already with them. A lot of times in the rock we call this paying the relational rent. You know, you want to be able to say big things in people's life and have impact on them, but if they don't know that you care, they don't really care what you have to say. And so the cool thing is, is you already have a bunch of friendships um, that you can use for this in, in a bunch of different scenarios, but specifically to the one who's struggling, um, the way that you help in this way is you just become a friend to them. Show them that like, you don't hate them and, 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 and that there is hope and you're willing to help do this and walk through them. That friendship has to be established before you can even really speak truth to them, though, or, or if, they, if you hope for them to hear and accept it. Yeah, until, until we're a friend to them, like... I mean, they're not going to know that we care enough to do that. Um, and then I think thirdly would be um, to gracefully correct them with, with the help of the Scriptures. Um, like, this is hard. This is probably the hardest hardest one to do. Um, but, like, if we love them and care about them, it would be it would be a disservice to them. It would be non-caring to them to not warn them of, of the consequences of their lifestyle. And so, like, how do we do this? I mean, like, we point them to God and who God is. We want to remind them that God is a God of love, a God of protection, a provision, and He wants what is best for His people. He doesn't give these rules and these commands uh, to be a dictator or to keep you from fun. Man, He He gives rules to protect you and to because He knows what is best for you, right? Um, James one seventeen tells us that every good gift is from God. So this uh, gift of of our sexuality, man, like that is a good gift from God, and so we are to exercise that in the greatest way, and so. We need to to be able to gracefully correct them. But here's the deal: is I think a lot of times in our culture we get it backwards. We want to like correct people and change their behavior to turn them to to God. Instead of doing that, we need to reverse our mindset. Sometimes we need to show them Jesus and and help them understand uh, what salvation is and what um re- like the redeeming work of the cross brings us, and then let their their faith in Jesus like dictate their behavior. We get so caught up in people sinning and doing wrong, but they don't even know who God is. So why in the world would they live a life for God if they don't even have a relationship with Him? 
So if we would change our framework and say, look, I, I want you to experience God for who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to talk about your sin. I, I want God to show you your sin through the giving of his Holy Spirit. Um, it's a backwards a lot of times mm-hmm. in our culture, and like, that's something we yeah. got to change. Yeah, and you're you're basically saying this, and it's like we we're not just trying to make like perfect people. We're trying to help you see how beautiful God is, and how worthy of worship He is, and how your sin is an affront to that. Um, now, look, as we pursue Christ, we realize our own sin, and like we stop doing these things because we see that it's disglorifying, if that's a word, um, to God. And the hope is that we would then realize what is glorifying to Him and then pursue Him with everything um, that we are. Yeah, so, I mean, we need to listen. We definitely mm-hmm. need to listen to people. And we definitely, you know, it's at some point in that process, Scared says, we, we, have, to, we have to confront them. And that, mm-hmm. that, that, that's the hard part. But I, 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 think, I think the other part, the aspect that comes along, too, is we got to pray. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I, mean it, I, I think over and over in Scripture, you know, I think there's, a, there's an element of brokenness not only as the prophets uh, went, you know, and talked to uh, different people. I mean, they, they, they were broken, too, for the sin of mm-hmm. Israel or the sin of you fill in the blank. And so I, I think going along, you know, listening, mm-hmm. confronting, but, but ultimately you, as you're going through these steps, you, you, need to, you need yourself to pray for that person, you know. And, and if you need to, you know, again, what the cool thing about the cool thing about here is you have people that love you and want to come along and help you as well. So if you've got, yeah. you know, these are some ser- these are some serious deep questions. And sometimes you know, you know, it's it's not a it's not a uh, ten second answer. And man, you know, here's your, you know, here's your answer and go about your merry way. It's 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 difficult. And this these are, you know, sometimes it takes a while. But yeah. but don't. But the the last thing that I'll say is d- don't give up on people. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there. It is not an overnight fix. I mean, as you, as you're saying, I mean, we we've we've kind of created this whole behavior modification thing, where people have got to get right before they come to God. That's 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 not that's nowhere in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's just it's just not. But too many times we expect, you know, people to get their lives right before they come to church or come, you know. So don't don't think again. If you if you got a friend that's struggling with it, you know, hey, the the mm-hmm. best place to bring them is to the Rock mm-hmm. on Wednesday night or under Sunday school. Invite them to church. Have them, you know, hey, say, hey, I got, mm-hmm. I got friends that want, you know, g- let them know that they that Christians are loving people mm-hmm. and they are kind people, and you know, that's that's the one thing that I'm very thankful for at our church is, you know, we got people that love, and uh, we'll we'll definitely walk alongside you or your friends. So yeah, <laughs> you were talking about, uh, we're talking about the behavior change before salvation or salvation before behavior change. Man, go go talk with Paul and see what his testimony was like. Paul didn't have any behavior change. Man, Paul was was stopped in his tracks by by God himself and said, uh-uh, like, you're going to be mine now, and you're going to do work for me. There wasn't this behavior change before, and because of his behavior change, he had uh, faith in, in God. No, man, God changed his life, and therefore his behavior changed because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cool. Well, um, Andrew, what's our call to action today, man? Like, all this information, what are we supposed to do with it? Yeah, I think the first thing is kind of where we started before we end uh, is to trust God's design. If we truly believe, one, that God is creator, um, then he's created with purpose. He's created in a way that he expects us to do it. Um, but we also believe that God is good. And if we believe that he's a good creator, then we need to believe that the way he's called us to do things is good for us. 
Uh, our parents ask us, and still mine do this, <laughs> uh, ask us to do things that we really don't want to do but is actually good for us. And so we just have to do it. And then later on we realize, oh, that was actually good for me. Um, we've got to trust his way of doing things. Um, but then also we've got to be a friend. Um, we are not going to get anywhere unless we start building friendships with people who um, who need Jesus. We have no credibility in their lives unless we truly care about it. Now, look, this doesn't mean like, ooh, I'm going to go make a friendship and then I'm going to tell them about Jesus. And it's like, it's not that clean cut. I mean, like, it could take years before you can, like, get to that, you know? We want genuine friendships because if your friendship really is genuine, then you'll actually care enough to to talk to them about these things and to talk to them about Jesus, and they'll see that. Um, And then the last thing is this. is don't give up. So to the one who is listening to this, you are either um, living a homosexual lifestyle, you're struggling with same-sex attraction, um, whatever it is, uh, don't give up. Um, You're hearing this from us, you see it in God's Word, that there is a better way. Do not give up pursuing God's way. Um, Yes, it's hard. Yes, it'll be rejected by culture, but it is worth it. You will find great, great peace and joy in doing things God's way. Um, and then to the helper, hey, look, you're going to be rejected. Um, you're going to be who knows what. I mean, anything can happen to you. Um, but don't give up. If we truly believe that God's glory is worth it, um, we, we, we can't give up. We have to continue to pursue. We have to continue to to do what is best for the kingdom of God. Yeah, that's good. That's helpful. So, guys, we appreciate you uh, guys listening to the Rockcast today. Hey, look, we want to provide resources for you guys to uh, further your understanding of this topic. Um, there's been some great guys that, that know a whole lot more about this than we do, um, like a guy named Sam Alberry. Um, he struggled with, with hom- a homosexual lifestyle, with same-sex attraction, and he wrote a book uh, called Is God Anti-Gay? Uh, Kevin DeYoung, uh, a great pastor, he also wrote a book called What Does the Bible Really Teach About Homosexuality? And then there's a great article uh, that will be listed in the show notes. So you guys go check out those resources, and uh, and hopefully you can learn more through those. Yeah, I love got I love got questions too. That's mm-hmm. that's a really mm-hmm. that's a really cool resource. I mean, and not just for this topic, but of any topic. Because I mean, I, you know, listen, don't always Google stuff and expect to get the right answer Please because. Don't. Because I mean, the, Google is not your friend, but um, you know, the internet can be extremely helpful. And got questions, you know, I've been using it for years, and and it's it is very helpful. If you got a question, it you you can type it in their search bar, it'll come up with an answer, and it'll give you not only a good explanation, but it'll give you verses to, you know, help combat it or to give you a further ex- explanation of, you know, why 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 do you answer the question that way? So. Well, guys, we love you. We're here for you. Uh, if you got questions, feel free to email us. Next week, we'll be talking about dating and marriage. So Woo-hoo. we talk about homosexuality, and then we jump into dating and marriage. So uh, we will see you guys next week. Peace out. See you later. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Rockcast, a podcast of The Rock Student Ministry. If you'd like to know more about The Rock, check out therocksm.org.